As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. Charles and I back here for Financial Choices Matter for our January 2023 edition of the show. We'll be dropping these uh, monthly now, so hopefully you enjoy the content as we talk about different things in the financial services world. And of course, Charles has been helping families get to and through for many, many years. So this thing called retirement. So if you've got questions, reach out to him. Find him online at pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. He's a fiduciary advisor, of course, at uh, Peloton Capital Management. And you can also call him at 480-513-1830. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Financial Choices Matter, on whatever podcasting platform app you like. Uh, This week on the show, we're going to talk about a 10-point checklist for retirement preparedness, kind of a 2023 edition, if you will. So, Charles, welcome in, my friend. How are you? Well, I'm great, Mark, and Happy New Year. And uh, you made me sound actually pretty interesting there with the introduction, so I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're an interesting guy. So you, how's your how's your January been? January, well, it's always a little hectic. I'm, I'm one of those guys that likes to get all my tax stuff done and into the CPA by the middle of January so he can get me done by the, you know, as soon as the 1099 show up. Mm, okay. So... That's as if as if there's nothing else to do. But yeah, it's you know, whatever. Well, you know, as as I said, this is our this is our first uh, podcast here of the new year, and so yeah, it's a little little late, I guess, belated Happy New Year kind of thing. But hopefully, all of our listeners did have a good uh, holiday season, and it is another year upon us, right? So it's it's rolling. absolutely, and it's I mean, as a matter of fact, by the time we drop this, we're already halfway through the month. So it's a great time to ask yourself maybe ten of these questions that we've got for you to assess how ready. Uh, you are for 2023. If you're retiring later this year or maybe next year, it's essential certainly to get some concrete answers. Hopefully you've not waited to the last possible second. But let's talk about some of these things and get into it because it's a pretty long list. So we'll try to knock these out as quickly as we can. But let's start with number one, Charles, which many would put as the you know, clearly the most important. Do you know how uh, exactly how much income you need to live on every month in retirement? Because many of us ballpark this Yep. And I get it, right? It's like, okay, I, I got the mortgage, I got the couple car payment, I've got the utilities. You kind of throw the big ticket items on there, but we live in such a nickel and dime world where you yes. spend so much more than you actually realize most of the time. Yep. Yep. If you haven't done if you haven't done your homework and haven't figured out where do I spend the dollars other than the obvious ones like you just mentioned. Right. You know, where do I spend them and how much is it? Because we've we've got a big giant spreadsheet that we have people fill out. I've said this before. No one's ever done it and done a good job of it and not said to us, oh, my God, I had no idea I spent that much on this particular category. Oh, yeah. No one's no one's ever said it came out exactly like I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And we People tend to do stuff like, oh, I, I, I three grand or four grand. I can I can make that work. Right. And then you go yeah. sit down with an yeah. advisor and you're like, what? I spend six, <laughs> you know, yeah, or well, whatever. That, yeah, exactly. And and so you've got to know what you spend, and then you've got to create the income stream to to, to make that work. Yeah. But if you don't know what you're spending, how much you make might be way more than you need, or it might not even be close to what you need. And I get that sometimes, Charles. People we we want to go in and see 
you know, a financial advisor. We were trying to find out if we could, when we, when we can retire, especially if we're really tired, right? We're kind of feeling like, oh, yep. God, the sooner we can do this, the better. And so yep. you maybe even lowball that number a bit because you're hoping that they can make those numbers work and give you good news. But really what you're doing is setting yourself up for a retirement that you may not be as happy with, right? That's because, exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Now you're, you're like trying to live off less than what you plan. The numbers don't exactly work. Then it maybe forces you back to work or any number of other scenarios. So yeah. get it right, exactly. right? Got to get it right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Get it right. And, you know, again, it, how much do you spend? That's the key to the whole thing. Yeah. You may not make up, you may not have enough income to cover everything. And then you've got to figure that one out. But, but at least you, you know, and you can start making those yeah. changes. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So Knowledge but, is power. there's only three things we can do, right? It's, you know, so once we know we can either spend less, you know, save yeah. more or, or, or make more work longer kind yeah. of thing. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. the option. Don't try to squeeze greater returns out of what you've got. That's yeah. just, that's, that's another recipe uh, for disaster. That's a, that's, yeah. That's pretty much always turns out to be a mess. Yeah. Okay. So that was number one. Yep. yep. Number two, uh, do I know the ideal time to take social security? Everybody's different. It may be 62. <laughs> it may not be. Yep. yep. Well, and that's why just call the office, talk to Sherry. She's an expert. She knows this stuff inside and out. And I know enough I've said it before. I know enough to be dangerous and to say, call Sherry. <laughs> yeah, true. And because there are a myriad of options and it gets not necessarily more complicated, but every few years they change the rules and she keeps up on all of that stuff. So there were things you used to be able to do that now you can't. There will be things going forward that you can or can't do. She's on top of it. And honestly, that might, Charles, that might factor into the first question, right? Because you've got these, yeah. uh, you've got a, a bunch of oh, buckets sure. of stuff. So is it enough once you add Social Security on? Maybe, maybe not, right? So yeah. they play together. It's not, they're not each other in a vacuum. New, everything impacts everything else. So you've got to have an overall picture of the whole thing and then then you've, you've got a better sense of how it makes sense. But from the Social Security point of view, there are some general ha- rules of thumb that make sense, but yeah. if you've got a unique situation, just talk to her because I just I deferred being the expert because she really liked it. There you <laughs> go. It's that like, helps. Okay, that's yours, baby. You take it and run and, with it. Enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there is a I lot. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to it. So, well, there is. Sure. Yeah, so for sure. And, and um, you know, the next one here, number three, kind of is going to fact. They all kind of factor each other a little bit. So the the, oh, yeah. the concept of longevity longevity risk is the great multiplier to everything else, obviously, which is why 22, 22 created a lot of problems for people. People started getting worried about the, the high inflation, right? Because the longer yeah. we live and the longer we're living with higher prices, the faster that's depleting our stuff. So have you addressed yeah. longevity? I get that you don't know when you're going to pass away, but you still got to at exactly. least address stress testing this plan for, I don't know, age 80, age 85, 90, you know, right. so on and so forth. And a huge amount of that is based on your heredity. How long, how old were your parents when they passed away? How old were their brothers and sisters when they passed away? How old were their parents when they passed away? And so it gives you a better sense. If nobody lives past 65, the probability is, okay, you've got to factor that in. Yeah. Um, but if everybody lives into their late 80s and early 90s, then you've also got to pay attention to that. So it, that's, that's, that's part of it. You can, the math ends up being reasonably simple the human factor is always what goobers this up. Oh, sure. And that's a technical term I realize. It is. It, it, goobering right. it up is yeah. a great term. And, and it's, yeah. it's especially fun for those of us who have 
complete opposites in our in our family line most yes. of the most of the stuff on my dad's side they all pass away before 63 which has me nervous yeah. but <laughs> just about everybody on my mom's side seems to live well into their 80s so i I'm, yeah. i guess i'm averaging in the 70s somewhere <laughs> well there you go and so you know sort of try and plan for that and and hope you fall you, you go way longer than you thought you would but that's the point too so plan yeah. for way longer because if you're wrong and you do live yeah. longer, you don't want to be 82 and going, well, I'm running out of money next year. Yep, that's so, a challenge. Yeah, definitely. So longevity, got to factor it in. Uh, it'd be great if we came with a, an expiration date like a carton of milk, but we do not. So <laughs> Yeah, best if used by. Yeah, that's right. Well, we might have a best if used by date, but we definitely don't. Well, that's, well I think that's true <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one on the list here. Uh, market volatility, certainly 22, reminded us, uh, many people may have made a slap them upside the head to remind them that volatility does exist. Well, there's, yeah, but the whole thing is volatility goes both ways. There's negative it, it volatility does. and there's also positive volatility. But Nobody we've been happy with the, po- wow, right. that was way, it went up way too much. That bothers me. Yeah. We, we Nobody enjoyed the positive for many, many years and we kind of did forget about yeah. the negative. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, but it's always going to, it's, it's, it's inevitable that it's going to be there. And so you want something that sort of works its way through the system over a, a period of time and you just gradually compound on what you had before. And it's, you know, it's not rocket science. It's just stuff that most people don't pay enough attention to. Everybody says, Oh, I don't like volatility. Yes, you do. Right. When it's positive. Right. Well, the you concept know. of volatility as a retiree, I get it. It's not as appealing, but it is still necessary. You can't just avoid it completely, right? Because otherwise, no, no, you, no, you can, yeah. you can sort of dumb down a portfolio to be much less volatile. Right. So yeah, walking into know. someone, an advisor's office, and saying, "I don't want to have any volatility," is not a good, you know, recipe well, either. Because it's, it's not achievable. Right. Because how are you going to deal with the next one on my list, number five, which is inflation, which I mentioned a minute ago? Even yeah. in normal inflationary times, you're still going to have to have some exposure to the market or exposure to something that has growth potential in order to deal with the inflation that's right yeah and most people don't really you know this this covid you know the second half of covid and going into all covid bubble or whatever we're i don't know what you'll call it yeah yeah. and the whole supply chain being smooshed it is truly truly just simply supply and demand you know when you don't have it you if i want it then i'm gonna have to pay more to get it and if nobody's making it then it doesn't you know i mean it it's always there, inflation. It's just how bad is it going to be? And you've got to, you've got to build things in to continue to try to grow what you've got to keep up with that, if nothing else. Yeah, and, I mean, period. You know, this, this distorted it completely from the historical norms of inflation. Right. But, and I get that, that that's been tough to swallow for people, but we still have to address, you know, even normal inflation. Cause like I said, it's going to be there. Um, yep. You know, when they say uh, procrastination is the thief of tomorrow. So you procrastinate, you don't get something done that you could have done, you know, that you might be doing tomorrow. Well, yep. inflation is the financial equivalent. It's the thief of tomorrow. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, okay. All right. Number six. Yeah. Uh, tax increases. Look, if yep. they do nothing, if they do zero zilch nada uh, with the, the mess going on in, in the, that is our leaders, uh, in three years, the tax they rates go are going back up they, anyway. Yeah, that's so right. They're going so up regardless. It's inevitable. Yeah. It's going up. It's going to go up. And, or they're going to change them and something might not go up or some part, some component of it might go down. But they just keep messing with the tax system. And so it's almost impossible to plan for it. Just assume that they... When does the government ever say, oh, no, we don't need all that money to buy stuff with anymore? 
Well, look at the passing of the Secure Act 2.0, Charles, which we we didn't talk about, which because obviously it just happened at the very, very, very end of 22. But they passed the Secure Act 2.0, which added a some a bunch of new wrinkles and lots some things some things good, some things weird, some things as usual. You're like, why did you tinker with that, right? So they tinker with things all the time, and and tax code is certainly going to be one of those. Totally, and you know, it just it it's inevitable that it's going to be more. They have to pay for stuff. And they right. can't do it by well, they can't do it by printing more money, but that's what causes inflation. Well, so and, and think about some of the changes that they did in the new Secure Act moving. So they moved the age now to seventy three for RMDs, right? So for required yeah. minimum distributions, they moved it to seventy age seventy three. Uh, eventually, it'll move to age seventy five. Uh, yeah, for folks but, that are of a certain age, so everybody I think born after 1959 will it'll start it'll go to 75. So on the one hand, it, it's giving more time for these accounts to grow. Now it does give you more time for strategic planning if you're not there yet, so that before you have to take those RMDs out. So it may be worth talking about how to be as tax efficient under the code that you know versus what's coming down later that you don't know. Yeah, it is now. You just got to deal with now. You know it's going to be different in you know tomorrow. So you got to then nothing is probably not undoable. If you just have the the overall arching theme of this is taxes are going to be more, then plan for it that way. Yeah, and I, the concept that so many retirees have been hit with for years: when you get to retirement age, you'll be in a lower tax bracket, is usually false. Um, it can be possible, but I think some of us tend to feel like it's given kind of like, okay, when I get to retirement age, much like Social Security, I'm just eligible to be in a lower tax bracket, if you will. And it's like, nah, not really. If you do some planning and you strategize and you work with someone to get it done, yes, you could be in a lower tax bracket, but it yeah. doesn't just happen naturally. Yeah, and, you know, and the tax brackets are always going to be different, so you just don't know. Yeah. So you definitely got to have some strategizing and some planning in there for future tax increases because uh, we're broke and and they need the money. So there you go. All right. Uh, next one on the list, long-term care uh, or some sort of health care, you know. Health care, yeah. Some sort of yeah. something for aging. Yeah. I mean, there's it's inevitably going to cost you more as you get older to take care of your health. The person that never needs long-term care, which is the minority of people, because anybody over age 65 has got about a 70% chance of having some long-term care event happen to them, you got to plan for it. It's just, this this is just, all of this comes back to having a plan. Having a plan that's not cast in stone, having a plan that's flexible and adaptable, but having a plan. At least I have a sense of where I am right now. Next year could be completely different, but have a plan. And well, long-term care does the trick. For, it's in this so context. expensive, though. I get why people are, they just don't know what to do with it. They just, and they, but there's other avenues to pursue. Like we, we you know, it, it's, I get it. It's a daunting thing. There's the mortality conversation and all that stuff in there. But, you know, it's only going to get more expensive the longer you don't talk about it. It's great. Yeah. And it, yeah, because you're not going to have a, have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, it's, everything's going to be worse than what you thought. Yeah. So we got to work on that long-term care as well. Uh, what about legacy? That's next on the list. Uh, do you want? Do you want to leave one? Some do, some don't. That's fine either way. Well, everybody's going. Everybody's going to leave it one way or the other. If you don't do, if you don't have a, any kind of a will or or a trust or any kind of an estate plan, the state has one for you. So yeah. they'll just do whatever they want. So you know, yeah, you need again. It's planning. I, where do I want my money to go? To whom? To what cause? When? That's as complicated as it is. And then depending on how many moving parts you've got then you you know you just piece it together from there it's just again it's 
pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. How do I want to put them together so it's the puzzle that I want? Well, and often you kind of need some people on your team, right? So, Charles, you guess you got yourself as a financial advisor, maybe a CPA, uh, uh, an estate attorney, elder law, yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. All, all the different parts and pieces. And for those of you that don't know, who do I, who should you go talk to? We got people. We don't do everything. We know the people. Right. That do the no, stuff, you're kind of a, a, a do. team of coaches, so, right? So yeah, just yeah. like a, you know, whatever your favorite sport might be, there's, there's not just the head coach. There's multiple coaches. There's different yeah. uh, offense, defense, so on and so forth. So same kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, and then uh, let's see, uh, current investments or products. Do you have some in there? So if, again, if you're talking about a checklist for the new year, do you have some things you don't really know what they do or why you have them? There's a lot of folks that fall into this category. And it's not necessarily our fault. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But do you know what you, know, you have and why you have it? <laughs> I will tell you this emphatically. It's not my fault because if you don't get it, I'm going to explain the heck out of it. And if you haven't figured it out after I'm done telling you exactly what it is and why you need to have it, if you know, if your other, if you've got stuff from somebody else, I, you know, I'll, I'll explain what you've got because a lot of times, like is, like you said, Mark, people don't know what it is. Why did I do? Well, that? they get sold, right? They get sold something. Yeah, they get sold something, yes. and, oh. and they get kind of the cursory on the top kind of uh, yeah. spiel, and they think, oh, okay, oh. great, but they maybe don't truly know why they have it. No, they don't. And if it's not serving a purpose, then is it possible to change it to something that's better for you now that you aren't who you were previously? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, so I mean, again, you don't have to have know the nuts and bolts because I get that it's not for everybody, but you should have a good basic cursory understanding of what you have and why you have it. Right. Yeah. And what yeah. it's doing for you. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to know how to, you know, disassemble the combustion engine in order to drive a car. <clears throat> you know, I need to know where the, who the good mechanic is. That's right. Uh, I, you know, I know how to operate the car. I'm good. And same kind of thing yeah. with your plan. Sure. Understand how to operate it, what you got, why you have it. And some yeah. folks want to, you know, some folks want to do the nuts and bolts. They want to be able to take it apart and put it back together. That's fine, too. Just make sure that you're working with the right advisor for your situation. So definitely uh, it's important to understand what you got, why you got it. And then I guess finally, you know, on a checklist here for retirement, uh, what you want to do with your retirement? What do you want to do with your time? I think I just saw a Will Rogers quote. I'll probably mess it up, but it was something along the lines of we spend half our life getting getting prepared and uh, saving money for a time in our life that we don't know what to do with, Right. So yeah. we, get, we get to this retirement age and we've, we've worked so hard to get ready for retirement and then we go, well, what the hell do we do now? Well, <laughs> precisely. I mean, we literally tell people, take a calendar that doesn't have anything written on it, draw two lines through every day of the month, and morning and afternoon and an evening, and write down what you're going to do. Yeah. Because people are astonished how much time work takes when you don't have to work. Oh, yeah. And so, Think about you COVID. Know, what, what happened during COVID for some folks, right? If oh, yeah. nothing else, you could say, well, that gave us an interesting, especially if you were, let's say, five years away from retirement, that give you an interesting trial run of, of being around your spouse, for one, all the time. If, if we've been working, that's that's a whole new animal, too. Sometimes we're, we spend 30 years, we see each other at night, you know, maybe first thing in the morning yeah. or whatever, but then we get to retirement, it's like, oh, you, 24-7. <laughs> yes, I didn't know I knew you that right. this way. Yeah, we don't all work with our spouse like you do, right? No, no, that's right. So there's a lot of animals to think about in retirement, uh, not just the X's, X's and O's, Charles, not just the money, but also the time, the time factor, yeah, all yeah. that what good What do you stuff. want to do? What, make, what, what will fulfill you? Yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's do an email question, Charles. We'll wrap it up. That was cool. our 10-point item checklist there. Uh, so if you've got some questions, need some help, again, don't forget to reach out to charles at pelotoncapital.com. 
That's pelotoncapital.com. If you've got some questions you need to address any of those items on the 10-point checklist, or of course all of them because you don't have a plan or a strategy, Charles and Sherry are here to help. So reach out to them. Uh, And uh, drop us a line as well, which is what Richard and Glendale did. He said, Charles, should I be doing anything besides a 529 plan to save for my college or my kids for college, excuse me, or is that the best option? And Charles, they made some changes to that with the Secure they Act, too. Did. There's, there's, am I a great big giant fan of 529 plans? Not necessarily. I think there are other financial solutions uh, and strategies that might work better, but they did sort of open up on a 529 plan. Which was a little uh, nice to see. I think many advisors weren't uh, expecting the Roth rollover option that they no, created. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. If you know, for dollars that don't get used in a 529 plan, you could roll them over to your kids' Roth IRA if they set one I mean, up. so if you think about, if you've been funding this thing for Richard for, let's say, uh, I don't know, let's say you've been funding this thing for a while, they don't use yeah. all the money or something happens, they don't go to college or whatever, you had to pay the, you know, what the, uh, the penalty and the taxes when you pull yep. the money out. Well, now you could just kind of roll it over into a Roth account in their name and and boom, you've got them started on a retirement future. So Yeah, that's that's one of the options that makes it, from my perspective at least, certainly more attractive. More palatable, prefer, yeah. Yeah, I still prefer cash value life insurance, to be perfectly honest. Okay, all right, yeah. It, it, it's yours. It's still your money. You, the parent. Yeah. If you want to use it to pull, pull some out in the future for the kids to go to college, that's fine. It, otherwise, it's yours. And you don't and you don't have to. I mean, now that again, with more flexibility with what they just did on the the uh, the Roth side availability now of, of rolling it into that for uh-huh. a five twenty nine plan, that's better. But there's still the, the cash value life insurance. A provides a death benefit. B provides significant future tax free dollars coming out for you for anything you want ever in the future if you do it right. And I just think it's a, a more flexible, all inclusive way to do it. Okay. But yeah. it, this this makes the the 529 plan a lot more attractive from from Charles Scott's point of view. Well, either way, so that gives you a couple options there to ponder. So thank you so much there. We appreciate that, Richard. Uh, so it, it is a little better now. They definitely have made it a bit more flexible. But as Charles said, maybe look at uh, consider cash value life insurance if you need to, to ask some more in-depth questions on that. Obviously, they're going to reach out to you from the email. But uh, for other folks who might be in a similar situation, just give Charles and Sherry a call and, and ask them about that option as well. So you know, there's there's yeah. more things to do. They've changed again. They changed a ton of stuff in the Secure Act oh, 2.0. Um, yeah. Some of it's and it's staggered. Some of it starts this year. Some of it in 24. Some of it in 25. Some of it in 26. So yeah. more to come on that topic, I'm sure, from us as we move along uh, throughout the you know this this coming year. So. And before we wrap up this podcast, I want to mention that Charles is doing a live online long-term care workshop on Tuesday, January the 31st at 6 p.m. So listeners can register for that workshop on the Peloton website under workshops on that tab. So again, long-term care workshop on Tuesday, January the 31st at 6 p.m. Register at the Peloton website under the workshop tab. Uh, and that way you can get all that information. And that is pelotoncapital.com, pelotoncapital.com. My friend, thanks for hanging out. Good to talk with you again. Look forward to talking to you soon. Super. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you. We'll see you next time here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott.
Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.